Welcome to Hello Universe, a podcast about spirituality in our everyday lives. We're your co-hosts, Kylie and Eva. Hi, it's Kylie. Oh. <laughs> of course, of course. Welcome to the end of season three, guys. <laughs> We're so jazzed to be recording. We're so tripping over each other to say our intros. <laughs> this is Kylie. This is Eva. And welcome to Hello Universe. Yeah, before we head on our summer vacay. Yeah. I mean, Kylie and I are celebrating the end of three seasons of this show that has changed our lives and hopefully brought some joy and, I don't know, openness into your life as well. Also, Eva, I have a celebration to announce that you don't know because I I didn't telegram message you this, but I was looking at the stats for our show because we have been, we set the intention that we were going to really grow this season and we are like uh only a small handful of listeners short of being in the top 10% of podcasts. What? Yeah. Yeah. We're Wait. a big fucking deal. Wait, hold on. Sorry. I'm like Listeners, I, I, I'm you're so sorry, catching me in real time processing. Like I tricked you. I did it on purpose. I know. I was gonna say, <laughs> did you do that? Wait, hold on. Let's let's rewind because we had talked about like we had seen some of the numbers, and I was like, I don't understand numbers. Like I don't know what to do with this information. And you're really good with numbers, and you're anyway. And um, but we had toyed around with the fact that like, oh, this might mean that we're like in the top ten percent. But I was like, that's not. Yeah. Like, is yeah. that really? So- we are so um we are i think 150 listeners downloads a month shy of being in the top 10%. So I imagine I'm rounding us to 11%. Motherfucker. Yeah. Look. So at- please go find your friends so we can bump <laughs> that shit up to be solid 10%. Oh my god, yes, like please 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 please. Yeah, go if you can get 100 more 50 more people to download <laughs> per week. Um, per month, per month, per, not I mean, even funny. I mean, that's like you know, not that many. Oh, months. per month, mm-hmm. dude. That's not. We could do that yeah, <laughs> for real. Okay, I think we're gonna have to come back to this point at the top of season four because this could be a whole podcast episode. Because I want to tell you, listeners, like that is amazing to me because. Kylie and I have really tried to stay true to our ethos and creating this is like, let it be fun and let it be easy and to do it our way. Yeah. And I think that's, if that's something that we can hold for other people, like if you are out there listening, you're like, I just want to do shit my own way without having to contort myself or, you know, all that stuff. Like that's something that Kylie and I are talking about all the time and also, I know someone who's really good at coaching you how to do that in your business, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, that's whole Kylie's whole spiel with business. And she helps me that with that, you know, every damn day. So I am shooketh. I'm almost no. speechless. Well, the other thing that's really cool about it, too, is that uh, part of that intention of like, we're going to do it our way has also been this season we got really intentional about not doing the shit that we didn't want to do, right? Mm -hmm. All of the things that we thought were required or were like the good advice to grow a podcast. Like we used to, early listeners might know, we used to do a lot of social media. Like we would record reels and we would make all these slideshows and Mm -hmm. we would put a lot of effort into our social media promotion. And it started to get to this point of being 
um, daunting and like, yeah, just like, like not as fun, you know? Right. Like this, this show, even I just love more than almost anything else, but the, the promotional arm just started to feel like a fucking drag. Mm-hmm. So going into this season, we just simplified everything. Show notes are a sentence. <laughs> yeah. We, like we promote the show each week, but it's like one slide, this one sentence show note. Mm-hmm. And I really love that we cut out all the shit that we thought we had to do. And the mm-hmm. show was like, yeah, we got time to grow. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. That's a, like, that's what we are trying. That's like, like what I'm constantly trying to test out is like, if I just do things in a way that feel in alignment with me and what I believe and my joy, can things still work? Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's it. I mean, if that's something that resonates with you all, come back to season four and keep listening and be in this energy because I think it's good. But also, like, go back and listen to all our past episodes. And I think we actually even had an episode about how we wanted to grow the podcast. We did a couple. We did like a we did a we did a couple episodes of us. They were like business meetings that we recorded, which yeah. I'm putting business meetings in air quotes because it's the way that you and I do business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is like, let's talk about our deep, heartfelt feelings about like, is it safe to be seen? Mm-hmm. Like, because look, the thing is, yes, you can build a business on your terms and you can be successful doing it, doing what you want to do and not doing what you don't want to do. But if your story continues to be, well, right, okay, a lot of the, I think this middle ground that can happen is I don't want to do all of the this grinding promotion, but it's required to grow. Then you can be in this middle ground where you're kind of like a petulant teenager. No shade on petulant teenagers, mm-hmm. but where you're like, no, I refuse. And you're kind of mad about it. Mm-hmm. And then, and that can be an important part of the process. But what ends up happening then is that that can keep you just as locked in mm-hmm. to not growth because mm-hmm. you're still carrying the story that it's required. So you're kind of in rebellion instead of sovereignty. Yep, 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 yep. And like, it's a great phase. Be a rebel, right? Everyone likes to be a petulant teenager, but like, then you, then the invitation is like, you keep moving through that phase. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know the names of those episodes because we've long forgotten, but if that's of interest to you, you can go back to our website, I'm sure, and like, find it. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay. We have a pretty juicy episode lined up for you today um i'm actually like really excited to dive in i think uh kylie i think we both have things that we want to share about um doing a bit of a side-by-side comparison of like where we were last summer versus where we are now and both kylie and i have been through the ringer (laughs) which is why i think it's really interesting um for us to show you guys where we're at and yeah. what was what else was it? We want to show people where we're at, and also like the light at the end of the tunnel, kind of. Oh, yeah, I think specifically last summer, you and I, for different reasons and in different ways, were each in this place that was fucking hard. Like, yeah, really I mean, hard. I was going through like just as a preview, some medical shit with my then partner, and then contemplating like breakup, which was terrifying to me. And you, Kylie, had some like really big childhood wounds that I had very lovingly wallpapered over and pretended did not did not exist anymore like you know the 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 wall the dam broke the wall broke there and I had to sit in them and I had a huge shift in my business that was really painful and 
it was just this period of like feeling scared and sad and stuck and um and and i think for both of us things feel different yeah <laughs> and yeah. and it we were speaking before the podcast like it still feels very much like we continue to have this feeling of being like mid evolution which mm-hmm. might be the perpetual <laughs> feeling right um but I think my desire was to record a podcast speaking to the ways in which like hope in the dark, right? That you have these moments where it feels like everything is falling apart or everything is cratering in or like I am in over my head or I'm contemplating things that I like I have to make decisions that I don't fucking want to deal with. And um, and I think I just wanted to speak to all the ways that we get to, I don't know be transformed and create space through those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very well said. And I am really excited to diving in. We're looking forward to diving in, but before, before we get, how about this, before we get into the juicy juice of it, let's mm-hmm. do a little bit of promotion. And oh yeah. We yeah, tell yeah, the yeah. Folks, like, you got what? some cool stuff coming on. I do. Do you want me to hit it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's see. This is coming out this Wednesday, which means that by the time this comes out, y'all will have a little less than a week to join me and my friend Federico in our new program, Loving Ourselves Into Power. Um, Federico was on the podcast a few episodes ago. Um, If you are someone who wants to like get a dose of like big self-love, I suggest you go and listen to that episode. Um, This program is for people who actually like me and Federico have had a really complicated relationship with our sense of self-esteem, self-worth, self-efficacy. Like I look at where I am now and I'm just again, shooketh to my knees. I think to think that like um, years ago I was in a lot of suffering because Mm -hmm. I was, I didn't trust myself. I doubted myself all the time. Um, yeah, insecure. You know, I had a lot of childhood trauma that just made me be at war with myself constantly, constantly at war with myself, which is a very painful way to live. And it was very exhausting. And so I see that still in a lot of people. And I want to help people know that they can, that there's a better way that they can feel more free. And I think the relationship that we have with ourselves you know, as they say, is the most important one, but it really is because you're with yourself 24 fucking seven and let's make it a joyful experience. Mm. And Mm. I'm just thinking about how like when you're, I'm thinking about how something can shift and crack open and you can like love yourself deeper or understand a layer of yourself deeper and some suffering can alleviate and you can have this sense of like, Oh, I didn't know I got to feel this way. Mm. You know, we walk around and I'm sure I'll look back on me. I mean, I hope I look back on me five years from now and I'm like, Oh girl, you had no idea what was like how good you could feel or whatever. And I think sometimes with something like self-love, it can feel like, yeah, I mean, I think I love myself. Sure. And what I would speak to with you and Federico both being really trusted teachers for me is that I think that this program is a journey of like, oh, I didn't know I got to feel this good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because that, yeah. to me, that's the, there's an infinite opportunity of like, oh, what? I could feel yeah. this much space. I could feel this much joy. I could feel this much freedom. Um, yeah. In a way that I get, think gets to surprise, really surprise and delight us. I mean, yes. And I think that's what I call awakening, right? It's mm-hmm. we all, and we, it's not just like one awakening. We all have these like different moments of awakening, but partly <laughs> that's been my journey for sure of like, I mean, you just don't know what you don't know, but I don't know. There are these turning points. We were like, oh, I can have this much unconditional love for myself. But I will say what points to the fact, because what happens is I think we get complacent and we're like, oh, we're in suffering. And we're like, well, this is just it. Like, this is just part of life. Or or you don't question if it could be better. I would say, look at um, your interactions with people. Look at how you show up in situations where you like have to be seen. Look at how you move through challenges. If those places are a source of like constant triggers and suffering for you, because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, am I, you know, am I too much? Am I not enough? Like you get into perfectionist mode when you have a big goal. You, you can just kind of tell there are these moments of friction and tension, and you're just like, why is this so hard? That's pointing to. Oh, a system that's not working. <laughs> there yeah. can be a life of real joy and ease and flow and openness and connection. And if you want to experience that more, yeah, I do really think that it starts with knowing how to skillfully cultivate a relationship with yourself. I'm also just reflecting right now about how much of our relationship is you actually like, I want to say like tricking me into loving myself more. <laughs> Wait, please speak to that. I would love to know how I'm doing that. Well, and I say tricking because I do feel like there's just been, like some like really, really big moments, some on air, some off air, some before we had a podcast where like I have like thought that I was like, yeah, I guess I love myself in this category. And then you just like come in like the Kool-Aid man loving me. And I'm like, oh, well, this is what it feels like to love myself and be loved. Oh my God. Okay. Well, okay. I think you're speaking to something important, which is that part of, I think, building self-love also comes in being community with other people mm. so that we can be seen and we can be taught like how we can be loved. And so that's what good friends do, I think. Mm-hmm. And you do that for me. You know, we do that for each other. I think. Um, But what this course offers is if like, if you don't have that, or maybe it feels too vulnerable to, to, to be in that space with people who you're close with. um, That's why we built this like really intimate community. And that's why we wanted this to be a community course because we will love on you and show you how to be loved and not just Mm. us, but like other people there as well. And then you'll have a chance to love other people as well. It's it's, it's just really this beautiful reciprocal thing. Because again, I say this every time because I feel it so fucking strongly is that like this, all this work has to be done in community with other people. You cannot, no one can do your work for you and you can't do it alone, right? (laughs) So yeah, um, actually Kylie gave me the really good suggestion right before this call to be like, hey, if you're interested, in the call, I mean, in this course, but you want like a little bit more information or you just want to talk to someone to see like, you know, this feels like a big investment. 
of time, or maybe this work feels like it's going to be a big up level and that feels a little bit, you know, a little bit scary. Um, why don't you DM me on the gram and we can set up a time to chat because I do think sometimes it's helpful just to get, um, some, yeah, FaceTime, the confirmation, like this is the right space for you. They're called self-love discovery calls. And what Eva is not telling you is that she's going to blow your mind in 20 minutes and help you pinpoint a huge area, a singular area where you get to like learn how to love yourself more in 20 minutes. She will do it. She's too humble to tell you that that's what she's going to do, but that's what she's going to do. And it's free. So if the work that Eva puts out in the world resonates with you, which duh, it does, why else would you listen to our two hour fucking podcast this week? <laughs> <laughs> then run, don't walk, book a self love discovery call, have her blow your mind in 20 minutes, and then you'll feel safe and cozy and comfortable signing up for her group program. Mm, I love you. Thank you for just always being the best type <laughs> woman. <laughs> I wish we all had a Kylie in our corner. Um. Okay. Kylie, what would you like to share with our beautiful listeners? Um. Okay. So I have a couple things that are really, I'm really excited about. One is um, surface announcement, uh, the only way to work with me as a business coach is the business incubator. It's official. I have formally closed down all other spaces. The business incubator can include one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I, I am still offering that. Um, I have a wait list for the fall, um, which that does feel cool to say. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that is very cool. <laughs> I mean, part of it is because I don't want to work in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> And also I have a, a great current roster, but um, I do have a wait list for the fall. Um, but I have I've closed on all the other spaces where my business coaching is happening and poured everything into one spot um, so that I can go deeper with folks. Um, and that is the business incubator. It's six months long. It's really epic. I'm very jazzed about that. So if you have been curious about, getting your business up and running in a way that feels nourishing and supportive and is rooted in self-love instead of self-critique, um, hit me up. Um, and two ways you can test drive that. One is I have a workshop coming up on July 7th, um, which is a Friday. Uh, that's called, what did I call it? Unlock Your Sales Superpower. Ooh. Love um, it. Which I'm super <laughs> jazzed about and is like specifically about looking at the myths that we all carry around about what we think is required to be good at sales mm. and actually dropping into what is actually required. Because most people that are think they're bad at sales or think that um that yeah, or 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 hate it or avoid it, um, actually just think they have a false notion. Like they have mm -hmm. a book they have a sales boogeyman, right? That's like right. this is what I have to be and I don't want to be that. And that's not even true. So mm -hmm. Um, if you feel uncomfortable at sales and also have a business, that's a tough combo. Come to my workshop. It's free. Um, and then I also have a very excellent um, self-study mini course called Money Talks, but we're going to yell. Um, <laughs> yes, which I love. <laughs> and uh, you can sign up for that. That's free. So you can do that on your own pace. And that all of that is on my website, KylieCaldwell.com. She's got a very sexy new rebrand for those of you who are interested in that sort of thing. <laughs> So uh, take the self-study course, come to the workshop. Let's let's go. Yeah, this dude. Incubator. Doors open until July 16th. Okay. Let's, let's, now it's my turn to hype you up a little bit. So Kylie just coached me on sales before this whole, we started recording. And I, I don't, 
I am I'm not good at sales. And that's a story that you could probably help me also rewrite, Kylie. But it's just like, it's not my favorite thing to do. I don't feel like I'm naturally a magician at it. But whenever I talk to you about sales, I am like jazzed afterwards. I'm like, oh my God, this is how it gets to be done. Or I understand the mechanics of sales. I'm like, oh, this makes sense to me where before it was just a big old blur. And I had said to you, like, you really helped me feel like sales is fun, which is a big deal when you really don't like sales. So that's just like one thing, but your medicine really is. And this is the only fucking kind of business coach I want to work with. And you know this because we talk about this a lot. And like, that's our whole thing. Like, it's what we were talking about at the top of the show with the podcast. Like the only kind of business person I want to work with is someone who helps me do things my way where I get to be myself, where I don't have to contort and like, look at like, you know, whatever, like what, where people are like, you, these are the three things that you need to do. Or like, you should post once a day because well, that's the thing, whatever, all the, all the blah, blah, blah all stories. The rules. Yeah. All the rules. And it's like, you allow, you give people the power and you help people actually become more free in the process. And I think when we are free, that's when we do our best work. So, and if you are a spiritual seeker and an entrepreneur, it's a double whammy because you want to grow your, like your heart desire is both to grow your business and be free. So what I have observed, it's not that like with manifestation hacks, we can get really in our heads of like, oh, well, I have to be grateful in order to succeed or whatever. No, the tricky thing is that you have two very huge desires. Mm -hmm. You want to have a business that changes the fucking world and you want to be free. So you will um, continue to like experience what feels like tripping because your heart is like, no, 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 we're not doing this the shitty way, mm-hmm. right? Because some big part of you knows, like, I do get to have this and I do get to have this on my own terms. And so it's not that you are like, the rule is you have to be high vibe. No, it's just that there's this huge hungry part of you that's like, I want the dream and I want it on my own fucking terms. Like, I want to experience sovereignty and freedom and wealth and abundance. Mm-hmm. I want to have impact that is like, not icky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And those things come into like, that's the thing. That's the tension that's always there, I think. And also, and also the superpower, right? It gets to the, the, superpower, the door exactly. that you, when you figure, when you figure out the like key to that. Well, door. it's a superpower when they work with you, when you don't, when they don't, people don't have support, then it just fucking sucks. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Cause it, right. Cause it feels like you're fighting against yourself, yes, but actually yeah. there are these two parts of you that deeply want to like, sync up and that's yeah. when you get the like rocket ship feeling yeah unless you don't want to be a rocket ship and you want to be like cozy hammock vibe whatever you want that's what we're gonna right. make right <laughs> love it love it all right y'all so yeah sign up for our stuff leave us a review tell us that you love us and that would be great yeah. <laughs> um okay i'm yeah. kidding we love you guys okay let's you ready to dive in to this yeah let's do it let's do it where do we begin I guess I could just tell the story. Yes, please. Because you guys, this is like juicy and... I, oh, actually, wait, can we... Okay, I want to acknowledge two things. I want to... Sorry, we had to step back. Business incubator. What I didn't get to say earlier is like, congratulations also, friend. Because mm-hmm. you have talked very clearly on this podcast about how like, you really just want to simplify and like mm. create this thing where, you know, you're just focused on one thing and it's cool to see you do that. Yeah. 
That's cool. Like you are you. This is one of those moments where you where you are where you wanted to be. You know. Yeah, I've been having so many moments like that lately. Of like, oh, this is the place I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, to be clear, all the stuff that I do with Liz, the Alchemy Money Healing Program, Magic Circle Retreat, that isn't going away. That's like it's literally its own other business. But for business coaching, mm-hmm. business right. incubator is is right. is the offer. Right. 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 Um, okay. And I also um, so then, and then going back to this week's episode, um, yeah, I just feel like you're about to let people into this big part of your life, which yeah, is really beautiful. Yeah, I am a little bit having a moment of like, oh, I said I was going to tell this story. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, the story is uh, it's funny also because before we. We were talking earlier and I was like, my story, this is boring. Nobody wants the details. And it was like, yes, everyone wants the details. Okay. So um, for context, going back to little baby Kylie, um, my I was born when my mom was 18, um, or which listeners know. Um, some some might know. And um, my, oh my God. So no, this, is, this is like yeah. a big story. Yeah. It's also a big story. It's, yeah. It's a big story, and it's a big story that's like mine, but it's also my mom's, and it's my dad's. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. it's like, um, yeah. Hmm. Can I ask you what's coming up for you right now? So much of my childhood has had a thread of like needing to protect my mom because my mom is young and just looks young. So like, right, she'd like come. Like, cause I like forget my lunch and she'd come to school and kids would be like, oh, your mom is so beautiful, which was great. I mm-hmm. was like the one day people were nice to me <laughs> in elementary school, but then they would also be like, uh, but, but then there was always this threat of like, how old is your mom? Mm-hmm. And it always came with like some threat of like some sting of judgment. And so I just learned really early on to be protective of her. Right. It was like, yeah. you know. Um, and so I would always like lie about her age, not because I ever had hangups about her age, but because I had this really like strong sense of like, I don't want to invite you in to have an opinion about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I would just like add four years or whatever. And I had this one friend who later went on to MIT because they're a genius at math and was like, wait, didn't you say last time that your mom was, I was like, oh. yeah i was like okay well now you're my real friend so you can know yeah yeah. um uh so yeah so telling this story feels complicated because it feels like it's not fully mine right Mm -hmm. so uh my mom was a teenager and uh i don't know who my biological dad is he didn't make an appearance he didn't um he didn't stick around beyond one moment in time and um my dad who is my dad has raised me my whole life is an incredible incredible human being um he's been in my life since i was like i don't know two my parents got married when i was three um he formally adopted me pretty soon thereafter um and so i grew up with my dad right Mm -hmm. and my family very catholic um like the day that i was like formally adopted which my parents called my name changing ceremony 
um, because I was born Kylie Kennedy. Um, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kylie and Kennedy. Um, And so... Wait, sorry, Kylie and Kennedy? Anne. Oh, Anne Kennedy, okay. Okay. Kylie and Kennedy. So now I'm Kylie and Caldwell, but... um, uh, Which, when I got married and people were like, you know, are you going to change your name? And I was like, I told my dad, I remember my dad asking me, and I was like, that's a really fucking big deal to me that I'm Kylie Caldwell. Mm, Like, that's an incredible gift because the thing about my dad is that um he like he never once in my entire life have has it ever been a like you're my daughter with an asterisk you know like and i know i know people i once worked with a guy who like actually has a very similar story and he like adopted his daughter who was his wife's daughter you know when she was two and he would tell everybody that he met like the story of like how he had adopted her right it was like always this story that he would Mm. tell that was like you know he's like an old older guy whatever but it was also just very performative and like that doesn't exist from that doesn't Mm -hmm. exist from my dad right like he's just my dad i'm his daughter like that's it end of story um and um and in addition to the fact that like i just think my name sounds fucking cool to get Mm -hmm. cool um it also like is like one of the biggest blessings of my whole life that I'm Kylie Caldwell, right? Oh. Because my dad just like stepped in, fucking chose me, right? Like chose me. And the same way that my mom did when you were a teenage mom, like she chose to be my mom, thankfully, because, you know, that's <laughs> at least in some states still, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the option. Um, and, um, and in so doing like, there's a whole bunch of shit that I just didn't have to deal with as a kid, right? But uh, as a kid that I would have had as a s- single mom, right? Like yeah, yeah. all sorts of like, all sorts of things. Um, and um, anyway, all that is to say, the tricky thing about it, my parents, so, okay, so the tricky thing about it is that some part of me also always knew. So, right, so my parents, like the my cat, very Catholic family, was like, "Great, Kylie's got a dad now. No one needs to know. The, no one needs to know the quote unquote truth. Like, she's good, right?" Mm-hmm. And my huge extended family, like, re- who loved and loves me incredibly, like, really genuinely, like, great, we gave her like we gave her the upgrade story, <laughs> right? And like, really had this sense of taking care of me, and and yet I knew always knew that my dad was not my biological dad wait 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 how, wait what do you mean how so how did you know yes and when yes. you say you always know you mean like yeah tell me about that yeah yeah i've had i once had a therapist who was also like wait what mm-hmm. <laughs> right because i was really young most one of my very first memories of my whole life is of my dad and it was at a birthday party and it was this memory of great delight and excitement of my dad coming over to the house he was he came my in my memory he came from the outside in mm-hmm. and when you're as opposed to like my mom and my grandparents who were that like who were the home right, right and my right. dad was this like really awesome person who came over I and and that was the way my like early imprint of my dad was that i was like this like really great guy who like came in from the outside wow i'm sorry that's just like okay I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the perceptiveness. I mean, how old were you? Like two? Two. 
two, two. And again, it's simple. It's simple to be like, oh yeah, this is the person who just comes. Yeah, you're, you're, it's not like right. It's not like the observation in itself is huge, but like something as it's simple as that, he gave you yeah. the meaning and the understanding. And I, but what was complicated was because my family, for reasons of like great motivation, didn't tell me. I walked around with this like really heavy burden of knowing something that I thought I shouldn't know, that I thought made me a terrible person, right? I really carried, and to be honest, like it's still a thing that I unravel, but it was like, I like, I remember one, I like, I remember once me a kid, like listening to my mom and some friends, like my dad was there and they were like talking about some old high school friend. And I remember thinking, maybe that's my dad. And then immediately just feeling like, you're a monster, right? And I'm like this like little kid sitting on the floor playing with toys, having this like existential crisis of like, you are actually, t- who, what kid walks around doubting that their dad is their dad, right? And so it was this sense of like knowing something, but the knowing being a burden wow. and and knowing being, and, it, and the knowing felt like betrayal, right? Because my dad has, is like such a loving person and provided mm-hmm. so much like genuine like care so it felt like like you know, he's the complicated he's like he's a human right he's right. perfect but it was right. like a great and and that who am i to like like who am i to doubt my own day, right it just right. felt like right. um right. it felt like betrayal right and right. so the knowing of something but but knowing it in this like vague nebulous way mm, right of, like, that is just like uh I, I mean, I think I'm just actually impressed with how you held all of this without necessarily having the language for it even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, you're impressive for not being more fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> right, also, like, it's a classic example of, like, everybody doing their fucking best. Right. 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 Like, with the, all the best intentions. All the best intentions. Right. Wait, sorry. Let me let me interrupt. Because, because what had happened was, like, your family had decided to not formally tell you that exactly oh, right exactly. okay it was okay. like instead of my adoption day it was like my name changing day um, got it and yeah um, and and i think i also sometimes in, because i also knew and didn't want to know it was a knowing, was a knowing that i didn't want to know I, there were also times i think i didn't ask questions like i was like yep name changing mm-hmm. day that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> right and didn't ask like yeah you know yeah. because i think i also didn't want you know, I also didn't want to know. Yeah, you didn't want to know, didn't want to rock the boat, you know. Just, yeah, yeah, get it. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward, I'm in middle school. My parents sit me down with our family therapist and they're like, we have this like big thing to tell you. And I was like, oh, thank fucking God. Right? It was just, like <laughs> so much relief because I was like, oh, I am no longer a terrible person. I actually just knew all along because I'm actually really smart. Okay, great. Love you, dad. Thanks. Pat on the back. Wait, 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 hold on. Oh my God. That is, okay, wait. So, because this was probably a big deal for your parents, right? Oh my God. They were probably, because they had had no idea that you knew. And so that they set up this therapy thing. They have this like whole thing. And like my aunt, who I'm very close to, had like taken the day off of work the next day to be like in the wings, ready to console me. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Because I just felt, First of all, so much relief. But did you tell this? Did you explain this to them? I did. I didn't. I, it's only like years later that I could understand how. At the time, I was just like, "Oh, I've always known." And but I did you did this. you say that? And I did at the time. I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I I actually have always suspected this." So great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like just this huge sense of relief. Um, that distinction about like my dad being someone who came from the outside 
it was only much later that I was able to like put the like explain that. Yeah. yeah. At the time I just was like, no, I've always known. Mm-hmm. Um, or I've always suspected. And yeah, and then they were everyone was like, well, like basically they were like waiting for me to fall apart. And I was like very invested and like, no, I am fine. Like A, because I felt relief, but B, because I was like, this changes nothing. And it was really important to me that the story was like, this changes nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it yeah. was like, I love my family. I love my dad. Like, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're yeah. really, really good. Well, yeah, also, also with the best of intentions and all this love, you know? Right. And sorry, can I ask? So then, where was your brother in this? Was he, did he know? Oh, yeah. And- I totally fucked up and didn't tell my brother until like much later and like, like <laughs> as like an offhand, like, oh, by the way, didn't you know? Wait. <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> oh, so you guys didn't go together because you were no. I I, I don't think that would that I don't think would have been because like, I needed to have, be able to have my space. Okay, right, right. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So that's a whole other story. Got and it. He was okay. in elementary school. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Uh. It was like almost like it was like such a big thing for me that they were like, "Oh yeah, what he just did." Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that is hilarious! Yeah, if yeah, if your brother um, was on the show, I'd interview him, ask him, ask him some other questions. But but I want to get yeah. to yes, yeah, so let's keep going. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So um, you know, and so this has been a thing that like I have known, but also have had like tremendous disassociation from. Right. So this like this like kind of central wound that's also not a wound, right? Because it's like I have this abandonment wound. I have this like central wounding about like uh, father while also having a really great father right Mm -hmm. and so um many many times in my kind of journey of evolution i've had these moments where i'm like what is the thing under the thing and like you get down to like the kernel you know those moments you like get to the kernel you get to the essence and you're and i would be like abandonment (laughs) (laughs) i'm afraid of being alone like so many times that i would get down to the bottom of the well and i would be like alone again (laughs) (laughs) weird you're like why is this a thing that doesn't make any genuinely, sense <laughs> that's how deep the disassociation was that i was like genuinely confused that like abandonment and alone was this like cornerstone wound um and i like had like i had done like some amount of processing for sure like i had a great therapist when i was like in my like you know like graduating from college when a lot of this came up for me that was like a point chapter in my life so it's like not it's not a like it's a, and it's a story that I've told, right? But it's a, you can intellectually connect to something which is totally different than like yeah. emotionally drop into the mm-hmm. tender place. So that's the backstory for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And last May, so a year ago, um, I am checking my email before a client call. <laughs> and uh, do you have any qu- other questions about the backstory shit before I go to the next part? Um, what do you think? Do I? Listeners, sorry if you have questions out there and I'm not like, I mean, I'm not perceiving them because I'm like, I think I'm good. But um, I will say, though, okay, okay, speaking about, um, I guess it's, so I just want to give some context. So this was last May, what mm-hmm. you're about to share. And last May, so last May, a year ago, by that time, you and I were already best buds. <laughs> and I did not know this about you until a year ago. Yeah. And so you were talking about like the disassociation thing, like you like dropped it to me, like in a voice message. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, I really had to go back and listen. Cause I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you were telling me about your dad stuff. And I was like, Kylie, I didn't know this about you. Like, this is a big thing. And you're right. like, yeah, like understandably though, because that's the weird thing is like, 
you were actually fine. You know, it's not like this was this big wound that was like making you unfunctionable in the world. Um, yeah, because I was so disassociated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, like belonged to another human, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's how it was. I mean, it's just, yeah, it was like me understanding in that moment, like, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. A thousand percent. That and that was um because and, and and all and this is what's what's beautiful and complicated, right? Is that it also was a thing that like this is what's so beautiful and complex, right? Because it is also a thing that in some ways also doesn't matter, right? It both are true at the exact same time. Like some of the reasons why I have spent many years disassociating from it is because like I have a great family mm-hmm. and I have always had this like nuclear, you know, we're all fucked up in great ways, but I have had this experience of family. And so it's this thing that like, like cracked, like it's been this like tender place waiting for my attention. And also at the exact same time, I have been fine, which is its Mm -hmm. own, which is actually like a layer of what has caused the pain and frustration and confusion is because it's, it's been this confusion of like, how do I experience not fine at the exact same time that everything also is fine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and I and I actually think that this is something that like a lot of people with adoption stories in general experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. Actually, the listeners do know I would be interested to hear. I don't know a lot of people with this, like, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but with this particular kind of like like I once once said to someone, I was like, well, I'm half adopted. And they were like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Um, but like in secret. So anyway, which is also, okay, sorry, also fascinating if you want to like link into ancestry because I'm Irish and there's a lot of, like by ancestry, and there's a long legacy of like teenage moms, like the Catholic church would basically like send, take these unwed mothers into like these homes and then they would separate these unwed mothers from the children and they would like mm. like sell the children into adoption mm-hmm. and like whether the women wanted it or not and often didn't want it and so there's like actually some really interesting public discourse that's been happening in Ireland over the past you know decade or so about this like incredible trauma that happened over generations of women being separated from their from their children and there's some really cool movies about it too so it's also interesting just thinking about like ancestry and how yeah. like, this is a story that mm-hmm. runs through my dna mm-hmm. yeah speaking yeah. of dna so yeah. this is this is brings us to the to a year ago um i um i had signed up for 23 and me that like dna ancestry thing lifetimes ago well over a decade ago in part because i was like even like filling out medical forms is a pain in the ass because it's like do you have heart conditions in your family and i'm like well i don't know Maybe, right. maybe right. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so part of me was like, like, my intellectual thing was like, well, it would be helpful to have like this information. But the truth is, emotionally, I was like, maybe I'll find out. Maybe, maybe my, maybe my biological father just like filled this information yeah. out, right? Yeah. I mean, you're really speaking to just like, you know, things that I I, I take for granted. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and it's weird. It's weird having, like, filling out forms at the doctor's office be this kind of, like, emotional quandary of, like, do I tell my doctor? Is it relevant? Do I want to have that conversation? Does it yeah. matter? Right? Like, yeah. it's just it's just interesting how it's, like, like, it's like just like a checklist I have to kind of run through for myself of, like, 
do I is it like do I want to have the conversation now or not? Totally. And this is like matter. yeah, and it's like yes, and and I don't know. It just, it just reminds me of conversation of privilege where like it's a privilege that many of us don't have to navigate that. Whereas like going to the doctor is like, I don't even think about it, you know, like, right. Simple. Yeah. And then, but this is just a thing that even I, as subtle as it may be, it still a cycle takes a psychological toll. You know I, I think mean? that is a really good example of like that. That is exactly the deal with our privilege, right? It's, it's like, we literally like, that's the trick of it, right? It's like, we literally don't even, see it and i think for the places where we carry extra burden i think we also don't we also take those for granted because it's also just like the way we navigate the world and so we can tend to not be compassionate with ourselves about them like i've noticed that is now when i'm sending out a doctor's form i'm like i just have a little a little extra space for like this is complicated emotion like and and i can just like feel how how quick it is for me to want to return to fine yeah you know yeah um, and that's sorry no, just a self just a plug for the self-love piece you know like this course yeah. like yeah that's kind of what we were talking about before it's like yeah things that we take for like even our suffering we take for granted we're like oh, this is just like how it is but or what i'm hearing you say is like this process has allowed you to just also be like yeah this is i'm feeling things and it's okay to feel them and let me like be with them instead of like tuck them away well, and you know what I actually I will say is it's less of I am feeling things because the history for me of this is like I am fine. It's more about like making space if I wanted to feel something. Mm-hmm. So like at the doctor's form, for example, is something that's more about like, hey, you might have feelings here. Let's just like open the door mm-hmm. because most of my experience with this is that it's like packed in so tight and compact that mm-hmm. I, even if I'm feeling something, I don't know that I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, 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 okay. DNA ancestry. I'm like 20 minutes outside of a client call. I check my email and I see this email from 23andMe that's like, you have, you have new relatives, which if anyone's done those, like you get those emails all the time. You get like, you know, Susie 17th cousin, you know, <laughs> and- do you? Which that's also so interesting just, because I've never taken that test, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Also, side note, I did crack up when I took the test because I was like, maybe I'll like have some cool ancestry, right? right. Like, I don't know. It's a, no, I am. This bitch is 100% Irish American, <laughs> 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 which I find cool, like cool, fills cool. me with great delight. <laughs> um, so anyway, I fill out the, I, you know, I, I check the email, still not thinking anything of it. Although there is still, so there is in this moment, some part of me like, oh, I wonder if I will find information, right? And it says, you have an uncle. And it is not one of my uncles that I know and love. It is a new uncle. Uh, and what happened in that moment was the floor fell out from underneath me. Mm-hmm. It was like all of the years of disassociating all of the years of fine, all of the years of like just not connecting to this, just like like got pulled away in an instant. And something about that message just like literally cracked me open mm-hmm. in the most – I never would have expected that. And also it was like it just literally gutted me. And I was like – and I, I had to message a client. I was like, 
Like, this is how intense it was, right? Which makes sense because it was, like, literally, like, decades of unfelt things, right? Came, like, roaring in. I messaged my client and was like, I cannot meet. With, I, I know yeah. circumstances. Can I meet yeah. with you? Yeah. But I, even as I'm doing this, I'm still having this, like, w- like waffling thing of, like, but I'm fine, right? Like, yes. Is is yes. this happening? Am I? Am and, I? And I? And I can confirm, by the way, friends, because that's the thing. When you dropped me that message, like, you were, like, calm about it, which was made me be like, wait like a record scoop. That's why I was like, wait, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond because I'm like, Kylie, this is a big deal. And then also sim- simultaneously, I could see you like navigating being like, let's take this information in. Like, and also this is, you know, like, like, yeah, just trying to navigate. Like, let's, I'm, I'm cool, but I'm also taking this information in. And also this is a big deal. And yeah. also like, I could feel it was like, it was like the facade of the me who's like, no, 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 we're always fine with this. Right. Cause it was like 38 years of like, we are fine with this, right? Mm-hmm. Was like still there, but all of a sudden the like whole, like the whole, like, you know, um, stage had fallen apart behind her, right? So she's still mm-hmm. up there, like mm-hmm. doing her like song and dance performance of like, we are fine. Look at us <laughs> popping the baton in the air, our skirt flips. <laughs> and meanwhile, like behind her, the whole orchestra is like collapsed. Oh my God. It's like, like minor notes. Yeah. All, oh my God. I love that. I saw That's a great analogy. By the way, yeah. can I just, I just want to insert really quickly for context because it took yes. me a second to understand this. Like the significance of you finding out that you had a brother is that, that sorry, that you had an uncle is that that is a very very close blood yes. relative to your biological dad. Right, exactly. Uncle is like, not cousin, right? A cousin is like, I don't know, like, who knows how, like, right. an uncle is like, what would happen in that moment is a couple of things. One is like, an uncle is the kind of relative that's fucking real, right? An uncle is the kind of relative that's like, this part of you doesn't not exist, right? Mm-hmm. This part of you exists there's a person out there, maybe dead. They could be dead, but there's a person out there that like is your DNA, and they have a brother. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to, you now have a name. And if you wanted to, you could go fucking find out who they are and knock on their door. Which has been another thing we didn't talk about this part. Yeah, but wait, that is wait. also is that true? Wait, because you got your uncle's name, did you get your bio dad's name? Or I, ha- I so. I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing that I right, probably okay. this podcast recording is now tipping me into like, <laughs> hey, what if we made a decision about that? Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. Um, but uh, for years, that's been like a, that was so in my early 20s, that was like a big part of the journey for me was like, do I want to find out? Right. And my and my family was like, we could hire a private investigator. Right. And like for context, this person did not behave well. All signs point to at least the version of them that existed 38 years ago, pretty scummy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which also adds to layer to the complication. Yeah. But um, but you know, my family was like, you know, if you if this is important to you, like we could hi- hire a private investigator, like we can like do what we can to try to like find this person. And at the time, it felt really clear to me that it would hurt my dad, you know, mm-hmm. who would really want to be okay with it. And also it just felt really clear, like it would hurt him. And mm-hmm. and and at that moment, it didn't feel like a choice I wanted to make, right? That was like, especially because I had such a great wall up of it's fine, that it just felt like, you know, yes, this is big. And also 
I, I don't want to do a thing that I that will hurt somebody, even though my dad would also be able to understand that it was it, it wasn't about him. It mm-hmm. also I just know it would fucking hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Um, it felt like it would hurt. And so I decided then to kind of like package the whole thing. Up. It was like one of those moments that was like a, like a fork in the road. And I decided to kind of like pack everything back in. And so. Wait, I'm sorry. Can I interject with a question? Yeah. Yes. And yes. we can cut this out if. If, yeah. if if we want to. But did you tell your mom? Did I tell my mom when I decided not to figure out? Did you tell your mom that you took this 23 me thing and that you could find out that, that you had? Oh, yeah. So we can have that conversation. We can, we can, yeah, that I did tell my mom. I, I told her years ago what I'd done 23 and me. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I, um, she actually came to visit me a couple weeks after the floor, the, the floor fell out mm-hmm. um, from underneath me. And we had a really, 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 really incredible conversation. Oh, I mean, yeah. My mom is. Yeah, your mom's the best. My mom is the best, and my mom is someone who's not afraid of her own gremlins and has, like, like waded into the fire about these things and also has an incredible capacity to, like, go to the scary places if it's what her kids need her to do, which is pretty fucking great. Yeah. Um, and so she came to visit a couple weeks after. And actually, that was funny because we were like sitting outside by the fire and I was like, okay, I got to tell you something because I didn't call her because I knew she was coming to visit. So I was like, I'm just going to wait and we'll have this conversation in person. And I was like, okay, I got to tell you something. And I told her, like, I found like I got this email. I found like I have the person's name. They're an uncle. Um, and my mom's first reaction. And I was like, you know, it's telling her like, this, I have something to say and it might be upsetting. And <laughs> my mom's first reaction was like, that doesn't like uh, why would I be upset about that? This is like this is you and this is your story. And I remember like clocking like, okay, give her 15 minutes. And, <laughs> and then we were both just like sobbing, right? And like she's like processing all this stuff yeah, about it. Yeah. And I'm and we had this like real the whole weekend was us just like being sad and crying and loving each other. And it was really, 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 really beautiful. Mm. Um, but it was funny because it's like that has also been her her way, right? Is mm-hmm. like like there's nothing here. Like we like put that all in the box. We put it back on the shelf and yeah, like yeah. you know, yeah. and um, and um, and it, what happened in that moment for me when I got this email, which again, listeners might be like, "What? Well, that's a small thing. Why is this the thing that rip cratered everything?" And I, I think it's because I was ready for it to crater yeah yeah you know yes yes okay because you had said something earlier about how like ah you were fine but also you had packed it away and what i had seen was that you had done all of this like spiritual growth like you had just evolved to a place of like i had just witnessed you up leveling to this bigger version of you like i've you know you continue to do that every you know every year and it's like amazing to watch and so it was suddenly like my perception of it was like oh it's coming in now yeah because you can handle it and you're ready and there's something here for you and i wanted like the bigger version of me wanted to not carry this like wild disassociation from my innermost wound right yeah but isn't Uh, that just like the, I mean, so, you know, let's talk about, you know, pe- you know the, the the thing that people say of like life happens for you. I, I, I just think, I think that it's that. And also there's this curious thing that happens where the universe is like, 
it's like what can our nervous system handle actually yeah it's kind of like yeah. it's like it's like the universe or the but it's also like nervous system it's like hey your your future self knows that you are capable of being this kind of amazing person but in order to do that so it's almost like your future self calling this in being like okay and in order to like do that we need to get more free so how do we get more free we got to bring in the thing that's not that's causing you not to be free one of the things i will also speak to is like when you set an intention right when you have an intention that's like really heart-centered desire and you either speak it or acknowledge it and you like set your intention the universe instantly reorders itself to make your to like create create what you have intended but sometimes the path is like great here's all the shit that like can't come with you you know here's all the places where you're unfree unfree and um Ugh, and, yeah here's all the shit that can't come with you yep yeah and like and so it, it can feel like I've asked for something and I got punished, right? Or it can feel like I started to up-level and then I made all these mistakes. Or it can feel like people call it self-sabotage, right? And I think often what is happening is that the universe is like, yes, of course, you asked for something. Like, the, here, here it is, right? And this yeah. is the shortcut. And know? I love you. Yeah, it's not I a punishment. It's, it's not a punishment. It is like, yeah, it's... But... but and I, but I think part, like, so it's like we meet the universe halfway. The universe does this thing, and I think our part is like, how are we going to choose to respond to this? If you, if you had responded to this as like, a, yeah, I'm like, I'm being punished and stuck in maybe like victim consciousness, then it, 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 it would just have been a lot harder, and also probably taken a lot longer to move through. Well, and I think I think the more tempting thing for me was to like keep pulling back on the veil of I'm fine, right? Like I think a lot about the moment where I emailed my client to be like, I I can't have a call right now, and I actually ended up, listeners, I took an entire week off of work. I like I was this is how much this like like cratered things for me was that I was not in a position to hold space for any of my clients. I had to message every single one of them and was like, uh. I I I I I have to be sad this week. Yeah, and good for you for doing that. By the way, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's a, that's a way in which you didn't pack it away. That's a way in which you were like, uh, well, also it was probably like your body was like, I can't do it, but you honored that, you know. But right, because I I think a lot about how like if if that initial client, if I had been like, oh yeah, I'll just have this client call and then I'll be sad afterwards, or if I had had all my other client stuff and like tried to like be sad in the margins. I don't think I, I I don't think I I would have been as transformed by the experience, mm. right? Like I think that I like and what and also to be clear, so what basically transformed was I had this week I had one week where I was like I, I can't have calls and and I messaged Eva in the middle of it, yeah, in this like weird state where I was like I'm watching a Marvel movie. I'm so sad. I have no words because I basically some part of me was like six months old, you know, like I had like like really was in this like I have no words. There's nothing to talk about, but I also can't really talk. And all I can do is watch like sad movies and uh, or not sad movies, like watch movies and be sad and like lay on the couch, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then from that place. And the other thing that was was profound was that the sadness was it 
because it was this grief of like a six month old, it didn't have language. So there was no fucking story to, pro- right? Which was also made it tempting to be like, I'm fine, I'm fine, mm-hmm. because there's no, like, it just was like this well of grief that had been waiting to be witnessed for my entire life. Yeah. That's what it was. And you just had to feel it instead of intellectualize it because like because because that's the other tricky thing when we can't intellectualize it I think for me I could easily see myself see myself making it small by being like well I can't explain it or there's or there's no like verbal I shouldn't be sad I shouldn't be this upset by it I've always already known this so why is it so so I mean that's a big deal like to be able to not intellectually you know uh justify it in some way and just to have to feel your feelings i think is like big ups to you because like that is you showing up for yourself in a big way because that's hard we always feel like we need to justify why we feel sad and i also think i can see it now as like what an incredible blessing my grief was because i was in a work i was teaching a workshop last weekend it was a cacao ceremony so everybody was crying and then they kept apologizing for crying i was like that's the cacao. That's what she does. <laughs> uh-huh. But also I was like, what, like, my grief was so huge that it wouldn't, it like, it wouldn't let me not give it space. Mm. Right. And like, and so my, in addition to that, at, like my whole business, just like basically fucking stopped working for the month for like the next three months. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and which was when you're a business coach in a world where people sell their credibility as business coaches by how much money they make, right? Like mm-hmm. you, the 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 rage and the like fear of what I was losing and the self-loathing, like it was like it was like the universe fucking conspired for like, oh, you want to be a big deal? Oh, you want to love yourself in like wild and unknown ways? Here, 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 giddy up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like this three month crucible of like, like, here is like your the deepest unfelt, the deepest grief, unwitnessed grief of your life that's just been sitting in your body for 38 years and like stacked up on top of that. Right. Of all these times of all these ways that I needed to be fine and needed to be fine and needed to be fine. And and then also all the ways in which I had patched over my abandonment wound with see how good I am. Mm-hmm. See how hard I work. See how smart I am. See how good I am at making money. See how good I am at making people happy. Right. And so all of those things just stopped working. So it was like, um, it was like rehab, right? It was like, oh, are you a like validation addict? Yeah. yeah. You had to go into, yeah, detox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like total detox of like, oh, isn't it nice? Doesn't, haven't you used making money as like this really great crutch for like, Proving that you oh my. can do competent things and therefore are safe, even though people might abandon you. Great, yeah. now you don't have what you or want. Or that you're lovable. Oh, my God. Damn, girl. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, you'd not explain it to me in this way, but uh, that's a big old whammy right there. Yeah, yeah. You, couldn't, you couldn't go back to all your tools. No. Uh, not not even that they're not tools. You couldn't go back to all your false like- coping mechanisms and crutches and yeah yeah and then I was just fucking pissed because I was like what is that and and I did I did have so many moments of like I had so much pity party I had so much like why is this happening I like I will not pretend that I was just like well which is also valid by the way like I I don't mean to make it seem like that's not okay it's all okay really yes 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 and there were also moments like I have this one memory that I thought like 
highlight reel at the end of my life is this day. I know. And it was this moment where I was reading this book and my kids were playing and like coloring outside. And my heart was just like felt shattered. And I was like, it was so raw. All I could do was feel it. But also I had the capacity to feel it. And so I was just like gutted in grief and the sun was warm and I was reading this book and my kids were coloring and it, and I was like, it's this transcendent experience of my grief and love just being the ex- a grief and loving the exact same thing. When I say that on the show, it's, it's that it's always that moment that I'm feeling. I was just mm-hmm. like, um, it was one of the tr- most transcendent moments of my life that happened because of this, just like, you know, um, yeah, just being like turned inside out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, so, and you got to like experience it and know it, not just on an intellectual level, like the way that like you speak about body. it, it like, yes, exactly. It totally dropped in. Like you got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and then that changed everything, right? Because then then my body knows that. So even even when I forget it, some part of my body always knows, mm-hmm. like, no, but grief is love, right? Yeah. Like, grief yeah. is home. Um, and, and, you know, I think this moment for me too, like this, this experience of those, those months is like, you know, when I speak, sometimes I, I talk about Ragnarok, I talk about like things ta- like tower card moments. Like I was so, it was like such, it was so hard. And I also at the time I also remember feeling like I've already done so many fucking hard things, right? Mm. I've already gone into these dark, scary places so many. F- I don't want another one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. I like I haven't I, I remember having this feeling, too, of like, haven't I already proven that I know how to go into scary places? Like, can I have like, can I be good? Can't we be done on this? Right. Test? Right. Which, which, by the way, because like, I'm happy to hear you say that because I feel like those remind me of my like eat, pray, love moments. So so for podcast listeners, if you don't know, I feel like that's a euphemism now for the moment where, how would you explain it? It's like, I guess the, the hard moments, like you you go, you change your life and you do, you think you're doing all these good things. And then you're like, isn't it supposed to be great now? Like, you're just supposed yes. to like, it's supposed to work out. And then, and then I'll call you being upset or with something because something's really hard. And, um, and I'm like, I thought it was going to be like, eat, pray, love. I thought my life was going to be like, eat, pray, love. And I'm going to go on this like wild adventure and everything's going to be great. And you're like, no, but eat, pray, love is like this whole, the whole thing is this woman falling apart and like having really hard moments. And, right. and also like you get to be, a, it's so human, I think, to be like, I don't want this, fuck this. Like, and you know, why? Just all of the feelings, I guess. And also you get to be on an adventure that's like the time of your life while you're fucking falling apart mm-hmm. yeah you get to have like this like one of the most beautiful transcendent afternoons of your life while you actually feel sadder than you can ever remember mm-hmm. feeling sad you know like they our tidiness is not required to feel good yeah and also i think our life gets bigger when we can hold the contradiction when we can hold space for both and at the same fucking time. Like that is, I think a complex thing to do, but it's also closer to the truth of our reality. So if we can do that, it just feels like that's a, that's like the full life experience. Yeah. Yeah, Rather than what you're saying, this idea of it being tidy. Which, and I also think that, I also think this is what we're really hungry for, right? We're hungry to be alive, which Mm. includes like alive, is like 
grief and heartbreak and fear and yeah be- and beauty and wonder and all of it mixed together yeah uh, and, conf- and yeah. the unknown you know like the unknown is also like you're very alive in the unknown right because you're out yeah. of routine and complacency yeah 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 and i think alive is even like things like anxiety and depression and like the kind of buffering things like that's mm. also a lot you know like i that's something that i sometimes would be like oh i'm not doing it right because i'm anxious and it's like it's just, just like a fucking flavor you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah um so uh, the 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 story took has taken longer than i like fully expected it to take but i guess maybe that's no i mean this this totally makes sense to me because like it's silly that I thought anyway, yeah, this this is this this makes sense. I mean, remember thinking like when we talked about what do we want to talk on the sh- show talk about on the show, it was like, no, this deserves its own episode. Like this yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, it's funny because I think I, Yeah, I can and, I, and it's interesting how I am watching even like I've shared a lot of things on the podcast and I can feel how much even just a minute ago I was like, maybe this is a bad one. Maybe we don't release this one. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. Can you, can you speak to that more? Like what? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm like on the fucking seat of my, what is it? The edge of my seat here. I'm like, oh, this is so juicy. Like, this is so good. Which is so interesting, right? Because like, okay, I'm I'm going to, I think I can feel like I'm going to intellectualize this for a moment, but like, what do you want in abandonment other than to be like seen and chosen? Right. And so like my, my center, my center most desire is to like be seen and chosen. Right. And taken care of. And also, it's the thing that I'm fucking terrified of, mm. right? Because we are we are so scared of the thing that we are most hungry for, right? Because I am still learning that it is safe to be chosen and taken care of and loved, right? Which, like, within the context of being someone who's been married for 20 years to, like, the most incredible, like, human on earth, right? And... And also, like, I am still learning in the bones of my body that it's, like, safe to be loved or that love is unconditional. That, I think, is really the big thing for me is, like, no, but love is, like, love is not full of conditions, right? Because, um, you know, I think I created these stories that was, like, oh, okay, you, like, uh, you got left. So, well, again, subconscious, like, so we'll just make ourselves like perfect and then and then we'll be in control and we'll be, then we won't get left right mm-hmm. that 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 must have happened for a reason you're the reason so we'll just fix you and perfect you and then you'll be safe right mm-hmm. um i forget where i was like going with this about anyways i guess the point is like there's a part of me that is so driven to be seen like i right like mm-hmm. there's a part of me that is like yes oh no we were talking about why you th- why you think this episode yeah. wasn't isn't interesting or whatever yeah like Yes, see the story. Like, yes, of course. Like, please choose me. Please follow me on Instagram. Please love my story. Please, like, see that I am worthy. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm terrified of that. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm terrified to, like, try and then not get it. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And, you know, obviously, like, I do the scary thing. But yeah. also I can feel how much there's a part of me that's like, no, no, but if we just don't put this out, then we don't have to find out that everyone was like, oh, my fucking God, she talked for 90 minutes about her right. boring dad shit. Right, 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 <laughs> right. And so, yeah, I mean, and that's just like part of the process. It's like we talk. Yeah, you see it. You see the story. And you just give it space. Well, it's allowed to be there, you know, yeah. and also but then what's like the most expen- expansive, like, you know, are, we already know 
I already know that you know the answer is like, because just the way that you're talking about it is like, the answer is not to not share the podcast. You know what I mean? The right. answer is like, um, this is almost like a, the another just small opening, you know, in another way. Well, and I think too, going back to what you're saying about like feelings being like not logical or, or feelings not being tied to language is like, there isn't even a part of me that's like, like if we, when we put out the show, if like nobody listens, I won't, I'm, I'm not even like, there's no part of me that's even interested in checking the stats. It's for, so that's, what's interesting, right? Is like, I don't have some, something of like, like, if, I'm like, I'm not afraid. I, I, the fear doesn't even, isn't it, there's not even an outcome that I'm afraid of. Right. I'm not actually afraid of like, no one will listen or no one will like it. And yet I am terrified to like let it exist in the world, mm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah. And I think what I mean is like, yeah, some there, and I know that you know yourself and your nervous system to like respond to that in whatever, you know, in, in healthy, helpful ways if needed. But I think part of the medicine is being like, oh, I'm afraid to let this exist and let me let this exist and hold space for it. And for all like the, discomfort that comes with that yeah well yeah. it helps to have like a best pal who keeps well i'm conditional love, right but meaning like this would be very hard for me to like write as a post right right, right that right, would feel right. very like um well that's gonna be really, yeah that's very interesting because now that i know that this is your pattern uh, for around this story about being like even, th even this the fact that we were like and that was my bad like my instinct was like if we just talked about your story that is like the most interesting episode we're gonna like end season three with a fucking bang and also it's like i had a feeling that it was gonna take up the whole episode and i was like we should just lead with that but the fact that you know we had this misguided thought of like and also we can fit in like some other stuff too it's just yeah. silly and anyway so yeah. like now that i know that your pattern is like oh well you know maybe this isn't that interesting or whatever i like want to like shout this episode from the rooftops because i'm like this is so fascinating and it's going to be i want to see how you respond to yeah. sharing yeah, this I can, episode i can like already feel all of this stuff getting like like kicked up like all uh -huh. these like uh little gremlins that were like asleep in the dust they're like oh are we are we are we yeah. having a moment <laughs> is, it our, is it our turn to come and dance <laughs> so um yeah, yeah i mean i think it's interesting it, it, yeah it's just interesting how much it feels indulgent is really the is actually the thing that comes up for me a lot around this story is like mm -hmm. like um and yeah and as and, you've taught me like be fucking indulgent you know what i mean like like i i had this whole thing not that long ago where i was like oh i feel like i'm being what was it the character that you had me adopt where i was like she's not condescending but she's like oh uh what was it uh, not, it was like a it was like about being full of yourself yes uh what was the word not privileged entitled, entitled. I, had this, I had this fear of being entitled and you were just like be entitled like what is that entitled person like and i'm like you know right back at you like go and be what did you say indulgent i was like like self-indulgent like kind of like navel gazing self-indulgent mm -hmm. yeah and i'm like be self-indulgent yeah but um and just as a reminder that the only reason we are having this conversation now 
it's because future self you wanted it and you're ready for it. Do you know what I mean? For it to be yeah. public on the podcast in this bigger way. Yeah. Which because right, this that, that's the other part of it. It's like, oh my god, you're telling a story that's a year old, right? Because I was not like it I, I was it was it was first of all, it was like way too vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm like I haven't hidden, right? I've like referred I've written emails about like my business having a like adventure crisis last <laughs> summer. Um but this story, you know, one of the conversations we had early on before we started the podcast was like, what's the, what is, what is vulnerable that has boundary? What is the way that you mm-hmm. tell stories vulnerably that also is like safe, right? And like mm-hmm. Brene Brown talks about this, right? Right. And, it, and, and it was like very much a story that was like not ready. And it's interesting how the telling of it, I can feel is its own medicine, but, uh, I guess what I'm trying to offer is like, if you are someone who's like got big shit swimming, like it gets to fucking take time. Mm. You know, it gets to be like this long process. Cause like the acute moment of this was definitely like May through August. And then, but, and then like the, the rest of the year has still been a like real journey around like, what if you let yourself experience how loved you are? And like, oh, it's, you know, it's still been the theme, but it hasn't been acute. It hasn't been like, you know, the <laughs> everything's on fire moment that it was for the yeah. summer. Well, also though, like, what is time? Because you're like, you're saying it gets to take time, implying that it's taken a long time. But I'm like, that the, the story you told me feels like fucking yesterday. Like, you know, like it's such, it's been such a short time, if anything. I'm also feeling like, oh, this so much has happened in a year. And I feel like you've, well, right, but because so much of my my like protective conditioning around this is it's fine. Mm-hmm. The, the moment it's no longer an acute crisis, it feels like but it, it's fine. So, like, mm-hmm. who like like who are you to tell a story that's so many months old? Because like it's fine now, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm self aware of this, mm-hmm. but it's like just so much of the interesting the conditioning yeah. is like. That is old. Like that is old news. Like that has always yeah. been my own internalized thing. Is like that is old news. Like mm-hmm. you have a dad. That is old news, right? Like you are an adult now. That is old news. Like you've already processed it because you were sad for a summer. Like that is old news. Um, and so I think I want to say like it gets to take time. Meaning, whatever it gets to be a big deal, even when it's no longer a big deal, right? Like mm-hmm. grief, with grief all the time, right? Like someone that you love dies right. in the first like couple of months, you know, it's, like, or, it's acceptable to be crying and sad. And then two yeah. years later or 10 years later, you're still fucking sad. Of course you're still fucking sad. Right. Yeah. And it gets to be, it gets to be a thing that's still alive for you. Yeah. Even if it's decades old. Yeah. And let it take all the time that it wants, which might be, forever you know especially with grief like you know especially like with the death of somebody like yeah why wouldn't you be sad because you love this person grief is love you love them it's just an expression of love so you will have some homework though because this episode is coming out on wednesday which means wednesday baby girl it's time for you to write a post (laughs) where you share like hey folks we have a top 10 percent podcast almost we have a top 11 percent podcast (laughs) and we're closing this out with a bang That's right. Yeah, you all got to help us push it over the top. Oh my God, I actually want to like throw up at that suggestion, Eva. That is fascinating how well, much I am like, oh, nope, I will, I'll die first. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's so interesting because I was kind of coming in here tiptoeing, being like, I want to respect like 
and I still do. So that the door is open, but I yeah. want, you know, this, I think, but that wasn't, I don't actually think that medicine, that's the medicine you need. I was going to be like, you know, if this is like, um, we, you know, if this is, if we want to keep this one quiet, like we can out of respect for your story, but yeah, the medicine I think you need is to be like, Hey, uh, this, yeah, this, this thing that happened, I don't even, you don't have to say a year ago, but you know, if that feels important and I totally am opening myself up to it. Yeah. It's interesting too, because this is also why I'm fucking fascinated by our subconscious shit, like so intensely because your conscious story would be like, there's not, the conscious story is it's fine. Right. But this is like, this is woven around such deep programming for me. So the other thing that's coming up as you're sharing this is how much like, self-trust is self-trust is tricky for a lot of us and my particular flavor of self-trust is that i am a dangerous person to trust meaning mm-hmm. me me trusting me is dangerous mm-hmm. because the knowledge that i hold is dangerous right what do you mean by the knowledge that you hold is dangerous? the knowledge that i held at like four years old was oh like, i see oh right? i see i see i see and i have i have I have other trauma about that we won't get into on the show, <laughs> yeah. right? That's like a reoccurring theme for little kid Kylie that like I have the knowledge that I have is like dangerous and disruptive. And like it would be better if, you, if it would be better if I didn't know the things that I know. Mm-hmm. And so one of my journeys that I, which is interesting because I also have this like deep relationship. I'm like wildly intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. And um, And I think one of the things for me is about like trusting that it's okay to be big and powerful, which is also interesting because that's like literally like I have a client I've been working with for almost a year who's fucking incredible. And like that's that is like she came to be like, I want to be I want to feel big, right? Yeah. Um, but uh like I can feel the resistance of sharing the story, just like again, just witnessing, not making anything wrong, is like, but the story is dangerous to other mm-hmm. people. Right. Because the things that you know and the things that you say hurt people. This is the story, right? Right, right, right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like are are harmful. And it's better if you're smaller. It's better mm-hmm. if you like pretend that you don't know what you know. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just interesting how much that is like really a through line in like I, I watched a lot with like business and also with like doing like magic and energy work of like, mm. like there's this threshold of, of bigness and power and taking up space that's available. And a big part of me that's like, yeah, but if we, if we, if we, if we walk into that, we'll hurt people, we'll disrupt things. Mm-hmm. We'll right. Mm-hmm. And, and also to like continue to draw this thread, like my business coaching is fucking disruptive. <laughs> right like like it's not uncommon that you come work with me in the first two months of your business are like oh the wheels have fallen off the wagon mm-hmm. because the wheels were glued on with your fucking people right. losing codependent things mm-hmm. that were making you sick to your stomach mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like and now you don't and now you are no longer capable of like of being of sacrificing yourself anymore and mm-hmm. so the old ways fall apart and then we build something new but like like that's dangerous right and so this is like this is uh, this is like a, this is this is like this is like this right here is also the edge for me in my business is like how much can i 
not tr- like I tr- I now trust that process really really deeply because it is it's just fucking true mm-hmm. but the new edge for it is like how much can I how much is it safe to say it mm-hmm. yeah and then it's yeah. the same it's the same thing it's this it's like how much is it safe to say your truth mm-hmm. and let people hear you mm-hmm. um because what you have to say is dangerous right and yeah this gets and then they might to- not like you and then they'll abandon you <laughs> Yeah. And it's all an initiation. I mean, I want to be careful because I do think it's important to be like, okay, I'm saying this for listeners, like check in with your nervous system. Like, are you, you know, like, does it feel safe for you to do, et cetera, et cetera. But all of this to me in where you are, it just feels like an initiation of being like, um, can I trust, like essentially sharing this and then holding yourself tightly being like, can I trust that what I, by sharing my, my truth, it's not dangerous, but it's actually love. It just felt like a record scratch moment inside. This some part of it was like, wait, what? Hmm, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's always loving when we can tell speak our truth and and tell and truth. and this is also why like I am just so fucking obsessed with like dropping like getting intimate with our bodies and our like emotional body because intellectually like yeah of course yeah intellectual kylie agrees with eva a thousand percent and it would be the the it's fine kylie is like yeah of course she can like talk a good game right but meanwhile there are these other parts that are like yeah but we're actually running the fucking show so (laughs) so like developing that ability to like read your subtle body and like mm. be an intimate relationship with what your body and your emotions are telling you mm-hmm. and like and then trusting them and like that's the thing that actually allows you to reorder the world because your conscious self is always it's fine let's fix this mm-hmm. yeah and meanwhile these deep right meaning like it would be easy for me to in this conversation about sharing the story just be like intellectually yeah of course this would be great and that's true but there are deeper emotional things that are happening. I yeah. don't know. If this is no, I, yeah, no. And we have to, yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's always the game. It's like to go underneath the intellectual because what's happening most of the time is our intellectual and our heart and our body aren't matching up. It's like the brain goes, yeah, of course, blah, blah, blah. But we don't fully know it yet because, if, you know, and our body shows us that by giving us these subtle hints that like through discomfort or something, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. And so, so much of the spiritual path as we discuss all the time on the show, right. Is the body stuff. Yeah. And I would add this idea of like, yeah, you're not, you know, this to really try on this idea of like, and you, but yeah. And you know, this, like the intellectual knows this, it's like sharing your truth is not harmful, but love loving. Yeah. And I, and I think what you're, what you're really speaking to is, I think, something that so many people can relate to. I think a lot of spiritual people can relate to. A lot of women. This, to me, is what we call like the witch wound, right? Is that like, I feel like some people refer to it as that. It's the same. To me, it's parallel with the story that I have that, like, I'm crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, listeners, if you are a longtime listener, you know my big fear is that, like, I'm, like, I've, I'm, 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 I'm afraid that I'm, like, if I go too into the spiritual end, yeah, I'll like lose my mind. And that, yeah, it feels dangerous. It feels scary. And like, I will be a danger to other people. And I think that's, I call it the witch wound because I think like, that's what it was to be burned at the stake. It's like, you know, something as a woman and like you speak your truth and then you get fucking 
murdered for it. Right. Well, and I also think like, yes, which one, but also I think even bigger than that, like when we're really, our truth is disruptive, you know, like our truth yes. disrupts the status quo. Yeah, that's so true. This and when you disrupt the status quo, like things are lost, right? Even if what's lost is like fucking patriarchy, like maybe you had some comfort foods in the in patriarchy, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to think about this. Our truth is disruptive. Like, yeah, disruptive not being a bad thing, though, which we both know. But like, our... yeah, I had actually that's so funny because I found these notes that I had from this mushroom trip that I did that by myself, we did a whole episode about Never that. And one, and one of my, I had like this post-it note and one of the notes was like, a person who is true to themselves is a threat to society. It's like, yeah. what is what I wrote on that post-it note as I was tripping? And I kind of remember what happened is because I like had this epiphany of being like, oh, like being fully yourself is powerful. And that's why it's fucking disruptive. <laughs> that's why that's why it's like a threat to fucking society yeah yes 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 and okay and so the the this is also why i'm like obsessed with like (laughs) liberation business right because like you could build a business that like according to the rules of capitalism but it won't fucking set you free and it won't set us free right and also you got to pay your bills. So like, you got to be where you're at. Mm -hmm. But also like, yeah, our truth is disruptive. And like being more and more of ourselves is disruptive. And that is a scary thing, I think, for a lot of us. But I think the other thing that I want to speak to specifically is because like, this is, this was basically a tower card moment from, from, from tarot. Right. And by the way, I don't know what that means. Just I I, I get it. I get it in context, but because I don't know tarot. (laughs) Afterwards, but it's it's like what, like this, the like traditional imagery is, it's like a big tower that lightning is struck and it's on fire and someone's falling out of the tower. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Got it. (laughs) So it's like, like, like people like it's, it is like the card that people are like, Oh fuck! Oh. Like people think that death is the, the death card scare, but then like, oh, I get it, death ring broke. But the right. tower card is like, no, no, like shit's getting fucked up. Yeah, right? like everything goes to shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, or is or is right. Got it. The foundation is like bulldozed. Right. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I think what I also want to speak to <laughs> is like I live with safety and love woven in my body so much deeper like deeper than I actually knew was possible and also I can now see that it's just like the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. do you mean as a result of this experience as a result of this experience Mm -hmm. yeah because it was an initiation and right and it's like almost like it was like it was waiting for me to get to the moment where I was ready to see it, you know, and like, and to, and, and to see these parts of myself and it's ongoing, but the like kind of tsunami of grief and disruption that was last summer, like reordered my nervous system. Yeah. Like, fundamentally changed my 
ability to like be a loving partner and it was hard this like it was like like it was you know like it was hard to not make any money in my business when my husband was like we have kids and bills to pay right and i like um and like i feel like i birthed i birthed my body of work through that experience of like what it means to actually fucking be safe in the world and um like it felt so much as it was happening like why is this happening to me <laughs> i hate this like what have i done wrong like it was really really hard and also it's going through that was one of the most transformational portals ever yeah you know and i'm really really grateful that the floor finally fell out because i was because i didn't as i didn't know how to even go to that place right like i said i kept coming being like abandonment again huh right. how surprised like i didn't know how to go to that place and i think maybe that's why some people do like a plant medicine right there's mm-hmm. other ways that you don't you don't need just a, a surprise email but um I guess my like initial motivation in making this podcast one is I guess I think part of me probably needed to tell the story, but I think yeah exactly I do think that yeah it, we talked about like the theme is light in the dark and I think that's still the theme but it's really what I'm seeing is like God in a way I'm kind of like yes we're finally getting a chance to talk about this you know because I've just been kind of waiting <laughs> like as wow. you know and just like assuming that when the time was right the time would be right and it kind of happened organically like we didn't really we knew we were going to talk about this um but i don't think but you know in that same way that you know you're talking about how like there's still a way that you make the story small like we didn't think that it was going to be this episode that it that it was no i literally thought i was going to come and give like a five minute summary of what happened and then we were going <laughs> to tell the whole thing about i think you had a better sense but i literally was like okay cliff notes version this will take like five minutes to give backstory and then we're just gonna um talk about like hope in the dark mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and turns out i just had to you know oh this is fascinating oh hi shame again because what the phrase that i was about to use was air my dirty laundry hi catholic shame mm-hmm. i see you yep 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 and I just feel wow, so that great, is grateful. Fascinating to have observed. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm just real time processing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was just gonna say again. Yeah, I feel so honored to be on the receiving end um, of you sharing this really beautiful and I think inspiring. Like, I feel very inspired, mm-hmm. um, difficult human experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think some of the things that you were sharing in this conversation are going to stick with me for a while. Thanks. I mean, it's funny, like I've been declaring this is my Taurus Queen summer and it's meaning like I actually have access to being slow, Mm -hmm. right? I actually have access to like, yeah, we're just going to sit in a fucking hammock all day or like, yeah, we're just going to like have a lazy day at home and just 
be playful here and like Mm -hmm. there's there's an access to slow that my nervous system has not known that is also still an edge for me to be clear Mm -hmm. like that's why I had to declare the intention right because it's like it's also the curriculum well Um, and I don't know if it will ever not be an edge yeah that's true that's true and not just for you I mean for people in American society anyway like you know because you can always go deeper into rest yes yes and it is it is like very clear to me that it is like a direct like like time the way that with time is not real i can feel last summer and this summer like smushed up next right next to each other that was like this easeful restful joyful summer is directly because it was fucking hard and it was restful and easeful like, it was like everything was that was the thing that was like the one of the gifts it was like everything was on fire Everything felt hard. My heart felt like it was like cracked open in a way that I was very unprepared for. And also, it was so beautiful. There was so much joy. It was so much fun. Like there were so many moments last summer that was like everything is all the things that I thought I didn't want to happen have happened. And also, I am here. I am fine. Right? Not the yeah. performative cover everything up here in the place where everything's on fire. It turns out I actually am okay yeah. and I am safe. And and I can carry that with me and not as like, and not in a like white knuckling, oh, it was hard, but like I can do hard things, but like mm-hmm. literally like I can be soft and fall apart and be loved and safe and taken care of. And like, I cannot have what I need and like still have it show up as like care. And, and so now in this like more abundant chapter in this like, in this like more overtly joyful chapter, I'm the joy. Mm. I am the safe. I am the safety. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not conditional. That's like, that's the lesson, right? The deeper and deeper lesson. So um, I guess I'm just waxing poetic about my hellish initiation of summer 2022. And how, and how can not, how can sharing this not be helpful? How can this, you know, like this is, poetry you know like and yeah anyway just want to like reaffirm that uh the new story of like you know or the story that you already know which is like sharing our truth is helpful or or as you like to say if it's good for me it's good for everyone else thank you for always being such a just exceptional witness <laughs> i mean you make it easy <laughs> Ugh, I love <laughs> uh this was uh yeah i mean truly i'm like i'm so honored to end season three with this like because i i'm learning about a lot of this in real time too listeners if you don't know you know so i'm just sitting down like my bed learning about some of what i knew and some of it i'm learning about in a deeper way and yeah we'll see where this conversation conversation takes you Everyone, if you're listening to this, go check Kylie's Instagram. She's <laughs> <laughs> really dick. fucking holding me accountable. <laughs> go check her Instagram, see what she wrote. Go, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the picture's just going to be Eva made me do it. <laughs> written on a napkin. Yeah, you can do that. I I totally, uh, I, I'm happy to be the, the yeah, instigator. Um, How are you feeling? Like, complete is there more that you want to 
Yeah. I feel I feel complete on the story. Telling. Okay. Um and I'm sure as new wisdom arises, you know, we can come back. Well, it's cool that we can talk about it now. Like, you know, when oh, we we didn't even really talk about shame in this too, but yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Well, I was sure. also drowning in like that was that was what I was drowning in all summer when I wasn't drowning in grief. Right, drowning, right, right. The shame pain. about yeah, and yeah. So like much. The, you're around your business, right? Yeah. Well, we but, ha- but also Sorry, I will actually, I guess I will give a, give a plug for shame because the business was, the bi- shame about business was symptomatic, right? Like my origin story is like, I, I, I've said on the podcast before, like I cooked myself in shame, right? Like my, like the origin story of like, you know, like not having a father, that having a father, mm-hmm. teenage mom, like the way that my family, you know, zipped it all up with the best of intentions, like, you know, like it's the it's like the language that I knew and and my and my programming because of this and other things that I experienced is that love and shame like like there was this like wild um, enmeshment of love and shame and so that from and this is something that I'm still unlearning that to like actually sit deeply in the like frequency of how much I am loved also feels like shame to me mm-hmm. like to actually just like fall into like you know, Eva, like unconditionally loves me. There is a part of me that in res- that like experiences that as shame. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's like my core program, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So all of this, like grief in some ways was actually the easy thing. The other piece of this was like really developing the resilience to like sit with the intensity of my shame and like let it dissolve and let it, let it tra- transmute into like a love that feels comfortable mm, and mm-hmm. and and that is big medicine for me that is like perpetual and ongoing um but also so much of my like inability to be still is because still and also is like oh are we still great here shame mm-hmm. <laughs> right do you have us for a second so um uh yeah and so so then the like the shame of like oh no and also my business isn't making isn't making money was like a great opportunity to process the like the symptom that, uh, of of this like deeper shame that I could that was like much harder to access, which mm-hmm. is the shame of like being loved is shame, mm-hmm. um, uh, or experiencing love. I anyways, um, and that's also a thing that feels really beautiful. It feels honestly like what it is like such a delicious thing to be like, yeah, I'm a business coach. I'm a really exceptionally good business coach and I'm very comfortable talking about the times that I haven't made money, that I mm. failed, right? Like it it that to me feels like such a delicious liberation, honestly. Fucking liberation. Yeah. 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 And you know we're both here for liberation. <laughs> That's like our old jam. Yeah. And yeah, and oh, I just want to give it an honor that we get to learn from you. And I think it's going to be ongoing. And now it's this cool thing that it's like you've liberated the story in a way yeah. and we can, I don't know, always go back and be like, and also go check out season three, like last episode. If you hear us referring to something, cause like, this is it. This is what we're referring to. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Joy. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's do joy. That's as, as is tradition. And since we are, uh, I can't believe we're three seasons in here. We are. We always take a summer break, which is, very in line with our values yeah yeah also we've like expanded it like the first season i think we like took like two weeks and we like 
played replays the whole time. And mm. now we're like, hey, we're gone for two months. Catch up. Yeah. Catch, yeah. Find the archives. Yeah, we love yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Let's bring in you, Joy. Well, I have something locked and loaded because I'm very excited about it. Um, and it feels... Okay, let me just tell you what it is and then I'll, I'll explain. So my joy is that I started knitting. And Ooh. actually, okay, my joy is a combination of things. I started knitting. Wow. Okay, sorry. This is going to be a bit of a long story. This is a, this is a long episode, but you know, whatever. Season three and end, we'll just... We're going to we gotta hold people over for the whole summer. Exactly. So this like, is... <laughs> peace feel this throughout. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Why is me knitting important? Um, first of all, when I was in having a real existential crisis about like my purpose in life in my twenties. And I was like feeling really lost. I was so desperate that I paid like a shit ton of money to take this, this test called the John Johnson O'Connor. Oh God. Johnson O'Connor like aptitude test. And it was like a two day thing where you go there in person and they measure all these different skills. And I don't think I've ever told you, it's actually really interesting. And they make you like there's physical stuff and there's like, uh, word stuff and spatial stuff i have terrible spatial recognition which is very affirming to know which is why i always get fucking lost and like i don't know yeah i don't have a sense of direction what i found out that was very interesting was through that test is i actually have very good finger dexterity and so the whole point of that test is like if you learn what you're good at you will be more engaged and it's good to use these skills right so if you have good spatial recognition or if you have good the other thing okay actually you'll find this funny the thing that I tested off the charts in was this thing called, called ideophoria, which is to mean like you can think really sort of like big and like constantly have thoughts. Like this is why we're able to have a podcast because I, mean, I can just talk about shit forever. <laughs> you were sort of fucking obsessed with this word ideophoria. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was actually really pissed off about it because I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Like this is not a skill. This is a burden. It was a burden previously because I didn't know oh, how to use it. Oh my God. I, and I tested, love that. I tested like 98th or 99th percentile <laughs> where and like, um, which I think is like, anyway. And then anyway, so I have good finger dexterity and I just think it's really helpful for me to do something with my hands. So mm. that's why knitting feels so satisfying for me. And I can like get in there like real quick. Um, but the other reason this is really important is because I think this is a symbol symbol of how singledom, a way in which singledom is very fulfilling for me mm. because there were so many things that I wanted to do when I was in a relationship that for whatever reason got pushed to the wayside and I always wanted to knit. And this is something that I wanted to do for like a really long time, just like a creative project, a craft. Like it really, it's it's not just, to me, it's much bigger. Like this is good for my soul. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just find like little ways in which I am sort of showing up for myself when I didn't necessarily maybe have to when I was or get to, I don't know, when I was in a relationship. And I have thoughts about this all the time of like, this always happens when I get into a relationship. There, I lose little parts of me, even mm-hmm. if I'm somebody who's like very intentional, like I'm very intentional about also being as much as I can, like, you know, authentically me and blah, 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 blah. But no matter what happens, I think it's just, I, I, this is a topic I would love to talk about on the episode, on the podcast at some point in general, like how do you be in a relationship and also get to keep all of your things? And maybe you can't be great because life is 
so much people people are always like relationships are a compromise blah 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 anyway but so also there is just this way that you not even the compromise thing but there is a way that a separate like not i'm not speaking to codependency here but like there is a way that you like blend with your people yes right? like like i i speak like you and liz and nick right <laughs> like, yes. like there's there is just way that you yeah just that's you where you get enmeshed and like that can be a beautiful thing and also that's okay so like that's that this is why it's such a big topic for me because i think i'm very impressionable mm. and so whether i like it or not i think that's why it's so that's why if anything i probably am a try hard at trying to keep myself myself because of how impressionable i am and like whoever i'm spending the most time with i just like fall into that a little bit and i want to be very clear i think there's some people who like really lose themselves and i'm so vigilant against not doing that that I don't think that I'm doing that because I just really don't yeah. want to anyway so it's like this whole complicated thing where I like yeah, whatever so yes anyway this is a long so answer to is say like symbolic of you on your own terms choosing a project that you love yeah and also like having the time to do it actually mm -hmm. there's actually little ways in which that's been showing up another thing is just like eating differently because Adam was like the main cook and that was great. And, and this isn't like a thing about like singledom being better than coupledom. It's not that it's that there's joy in singledom. And yeah, I like being single, like <laughs> for this reason. And also I like being coupled, right? This isn't right. a declaration about like whatever, but anyway, I, I just feels like a big deal because of how long I've been wanting to do this. And the fact that I'm finally fucking doing it mm. has felt so nurturing i love this yeah so that's I'm very excited to like see the visual evidence of your knitting i know i'm gonna see like yeah i'm trying to do the thing where that you've talked about with like i think you used to crochet right uh in, in yeah brain embroider part of it is also like i want to like immediately my like type a brain would be like i'm gonna make the best fucking blankets in the world you know but i also think part of this needs to be like it doesn't matter like yeah what the outcome is um and i just want to hold the balance of those two things yeah it feels really delicious to do a project that's like yeah this can be just shitty. to just to do it you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah we'll check in uh in the fall and see how, how yeah. it's going <laughs> okay what about you kylie what's one thing that's bringing you joy okay so desi who's six um has learned how to read and reached the point of reading where he can like read with enough fluency that he's reading himself books. And in particular, he loves graphic novels, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. I wish they were like a thing when I was a kid. And so one is just like, I'm a reader and he, it's like, I just am like really loving watching how much he can fall into the world of story. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes he'll like be like, start like reading like, Kapow! I loved him. <laughs> really oh my god, that's cute. so cute. It's really cute, and he'll like get like lost, like like something like when I was. Anyways, so yeah, that's one. It's one of the whole, great joys, you know. His whole relationship to books just feels like such a delight. Um, we're reading a book together right now that's like really genuinely fun. Where I'm like, I want to, I want to put you to bed because I want to know what happens next. Mm -hmm. But the specific joy that I want to share is that every time when I like like a true mom, I go in and I kiss my head kids on the head before i go to bed when they're asleep um and 
he always has a book in his bed that he's like fallen. Like, right, we put him to bed and then he like pulls a book out from under his bed. <laughs> and it's like every night I go in there and he's fallen asleep, like draped over the book. <laughs> and it is just so fucking sweet to me that like, oh, it's just I just like cherish so much, like taking the book out from underneath mm. him. Putting it on the floor. It just. <sighs> I loved those moments so much as a kid. And I would like pretend like I would. Like, I would I, like would, like had a flashlight and was like mm, pretending under the blanket. Yep. Yeah. Like everyone fucking knew what they were do- what yep. I was doing, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. And so I think I also like reliving some of my childhood joy. Yep. Um, and also. Yeah. Seeing someone that you love so much, like, you know what they're experiencing. And that was such a joyful thing for you that it's almost. I don't think I'm using the word compersion properly. This idea of like just finding joy in the someone else's joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like there's so much solace and adventure and joy in that's available in book. Like if you're someone oh who loves reading, it's like a whole fucking universe. It's that- the best fucking feeling. Yeah. Like, and I'm actually, yeah. So I think what you're speaking to is like that feeling. Sorry, I just got excited because you reminded me of like that I that moment the first time I got like really swept up in a book and I was like this is so enjoyable and again and seeing that and I'm sure it happened previously but for some reason I have a very mm-hmm. um like clear memory of just loving Matilda such a mm. such a good book oh and, my god of course that's like the perfect book for kids you to <laughs> yeah. love like yeah they're like brilliant girl or outsmarts her oh my god i should go like re yeah revisit that book but anyway it's kind of magic i guess mm-hmm. like that feeling is what you're describing and mm-hmm. then to see desi experience it yeah it must be really oh, I beautiful love, i love it and i like love the fact that he like thinks he's getting away with something <laughs> You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, ugh, the whole thing. I just, <laughs> it's my favorite. So, oh, it's just like a good summer. I don't know. Now, this is like, I hope this like inspires someone to go out there and do some summer reading because, you know, I feel like I'm always like, I don't read enough books, but there's something about summer. I don't know. Maybe like having a hammock helps me. Like, and I remember last year getting like unhealthily actually sucked into a fucking trilogy a sci-fi trilogy and it was like no such thing as unhealthily sucked into oh no it was like i i get really addicted to the point where like you know i would go to sleep like 5 a.m and and then like be so great i mean it is so so great delicious (laughs) it is so so great but it Uh, is like how what an amazing thing to like be so invested in this completely made up story that you fuck up your whole sleep schedule like (laughs) How great to be lost in a, like in this world. It uh, is. Been, I'm wrapping up a book that's like a seven part series, and I have like a hundred pages left in this last book. And I literally was like sobbing the other day about <laughs> yeah. like whatever's happening to the characters. I don't I don't actually cry when I read that often. It's pretty rare for me, but just saying something is a cross time. Anyway, but like ah. Uh this the the these books have fucked with my sleep so much over the past few months and like what a great thing to love something that much yeah it is it is it's a great fucking feeling but i think i could set myself up better like literally my life just had to be put on pause yeah i know that (laughs) i know that feeling i remember adam being like dude like 
I need to know what this sci- what is what was this trilogy? Oh fuck. Um hold on, let me think. Um Red Rising. Have you heard of it? Does Nick or oh, you're into sci-fi, right? I read sci-fi. Nick is Nick is, Nick reads oh my God, emotional maybe. heart-wrenching novels. Oh, okay, okay. Um yeah, Red Rising. Um I think it's really popular. Uh okay. I think the first one is called Red Rising and it's I've seen it. I can picture it. I've seen it at the bookstore. Okay. Yeah. I won't even, I won't, I, I could like wax poetic about it, but this podcast is already very long. So. Very long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Happy summer, everybody. Send us your favorite summer book recommendations. Since oh, you're going to be reading in her hammock all summer. Yes, yes, yes. Come find us on Instagram. If you like this show, can you share it, share this episode with someone who you think maybe can benefit from it? Uh, write a review. Despite doubling our listenership in the past year, um, we have not had a new review in a year. So I just want to invite all of our new listeners who came post Kylie Diva's Ragnarok <laughs> last summer yeah. to write a review. Yeah. Um, but I also want to give a plug about writing a review. I, it's actually like super quick. And I say that because... Before I had ever written one, I'd always be too lazy, even if I really like the show. And I'd be like, I had to get to it. But literally, it's like, you just go to the thing and swipe up and you'll see a place to do it. Like, yeah. Yes. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, We love you. Thank you for helping us all make this space because we love the show. And uh, we're so grateful to make this creation. So thanks yeah. for being on the ride with us. See you in season four.